Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You're about to listen to a We Are LA Tech remix episode, where we present to you a curated selection of impactful clips from previous episodes that you may have missed. And be sure to follow the links in the show notes to listen to the full episodes. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. My name is Jeff Martin. I am the CEO and founder of Collective Genius. We build high-performing teams for venture-backed technology companies. I'm based in Thousand Oaks. You know, the world I live in is companies that are pre-seed to like Series C and, you know, in I kind of live in that world. And those companies haven't stopped. They yeah. haven't stopped. So many companies that I've been working with have been doing amazing over this period of time. Obviously, they had to make a lot of changes and, and figure out a new path to get to where they want to go. But the purpose, the why, the reason yeah. why that they started these businesses, that's, you know, it feels like they're even more empowered to like accomplish that vision that they have. They just needed to change what they're doing and how they're going to do it. Yeah. So I really think those companies have been, and those founders and those teams have been moving ahead and, and, and doing really well. And I think it's just going to grow and continue to do that. And I think we're going to see a lot more people. I think, you know, I know people have Zoom fatigue, but I think it's amazing. Uh, you know, every call I have now is a Zoom, you know, where I would have had a first phone call with somebody and yeah. then maybe we'd have a meeting or we just go straight to Zoom. And I think yeah. I've developed so many more relationships so much faster. Um, it's kind of sitting in like a virtual coffee shop all day and just meeting new people. I think it's been a positive thing. I've had to change what I do and how I work as well. Like right. our planning sessions, I used to do face-to-face with the whole team in a room. You know, we couldn't do that over the last nine months or how many, how long this has ever been going on. What a month. Uh, a year. And so I, you know, I do, yeah, I've been doing those on zoom and I've actually found some innovation around that where I break up the sections and I give them pre-work. And like, I think we're, we're actually having better success with the teams in the format that we're doing now than we did uh, in the past. That said, I think there's also a lot of like companies that are, you know, anytime there's, you know, people laid off and things like that, you know, some people really grip onto doing their own thing. So I think there's going to be some new entrepreneurs out there. Um, you know, people looking for new opportunities and seeing opportunity and LA is not shy about trying something new. You know, I don't think other, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. People are much more conservative about going out on your own and doing something, you know, they, they, you know, across central U S they call them entrepreneurs out here. We're, you know, we call them founders, right? Because they find things, they find ideas and they find people and they find capital and they find all sorts of things that they need to, you know, create these companies. Hey, this is Amanda Light, co-founder and director of growth at Nimbler.ai, an AI scheduling and communication platform based in Los Angeles. 
Yeah, I, I remember like the first day that my dad brought home a flip phone that had a camera. I, w- I couldn't put it down. And he had an old like compact laptop, probably weighed as much as I did that I would lug with me everywhere. But so I guess those were some early signs. But I've just always been interested in tech and everything that it brings. Um, I always knew that I wanted to kind of have some sort of sales role, some sort of leadership role. And I mean, tech is, is the perfect place for that. So if for me, it's just been about finding my fit, finding my people, finding the industries that are kind of ripe for innovation and things like that. I did have some early inklings for sure. And when did you start Nimbler? We started Nimbler in 2017. And what inspired Nimbler? Yeah, so we came together with basically the problem that we wanted to solve is the problem of no-shows in healthcare. And it sounds simple, but it's a $150 billion problem um, today, just in the U.S. alone. So it was nice to come into it with one simple problem. We wanted to bring a solution into the market. And the other problem, why healthcare can be so fragmented in technology is because one you know, medical group, for example, doesn't want to have 30 different technologies, 30 different softwares. And so we were like, whatever we build, it's going to be synced into their existing technology, their existing software. So that was, we kind of ran with that. And we have our CTO has a background at a Stanford Research Institute, long background in AI. And so we basically harnessed this AI technology just with the conversational piece, making the outcomes kind of a lot better. So automating the patient communication in sync with those digital existing calendars or in healthcare, they're called an EHR, electronic health record. So Holly is like automating the job of a call center essentially. So for you and I, it's any reason that you would call your doctor's office or they would need to call you, right? We automate that. And then we're working in sync behind the scenes to update it just as a receptionist would. Before Nimbler, what was your journey to get to Nimbler? What were you, who were you before then? Yeah. So when I was in college, I started a job that was like part-time for another entrepreneur, but it was, it was more like a sales gig essentially. Um, and it was in logistics, which is another great industry, very, very ripe for innovation and defragmenting, not a very sexy industry, but (laughs) (laughs) so I started kind of working for him. He had a consulting company. So making calls, you know, doing the the grind, the sales work. He was building this kind of marketplace, not really a silo, but in healthcare to connect in, sorry, in um, logistics to connect forwarders with shippers and customers, independent sales reps. It's very, there's a lot of moving parts there. So I loved what he was doing. He, uh, he inspired me. And so I kind of started with sales for him. And then he had this prototype and he was after college, he was like, do you want to try this out with me and see if we can't figure out who to sell this to, how to sell it, what we need to change about it, what our product market fit is. And I was like, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. So he went in a little bit of a different direction and we're still working on another product in logistics, which is awesome. And I still work with him on, on a weekly basis. But basically that gave me the taste of entrepreneurship and I loved it, right? Wearing all the hats, trying everything, grinding and and learning so fast. And then after that, I did more of like a a corporate role, which was really interesting, right? Especially from a sales perspective, just the numbers, the inputs, the outputs, how sales is just repeating, repeating, memorizing, knowing what to say. And I really loved kind of seeing the ins and outs of that like well-oiled sales machine from 50 sales reps at a company. So that really helped me understand, right? Once you build these things, what do they look like? So then I had that corporate experience, which I liked, but if you're an entrepreneur saying the same thing, you know, the money might be good or what have you, but it was missing a little something for me. So basically Nimbler happened and here we are. This is Lex Euler, founder and CEO of Peachy. We help improve the patient experience of healthcare payments. I am based in Los Feliz. 
I have no idea. Like I th- honestly, no, no, no. I would say like, find your coffee shop, just find your coffee shop. I've everyone I know in Los Angeles has their go-to coffee shop. And sometimes it's the only thing that gets me out of my house. And what's your go-to coffee shop? So I recently had a breakup with my, uh, I had like the same go-to coffee shop for a while. Um, you had a breakup with your coffee shop. Honestly, it's really, it's insane. It's really at one time I smoked too much weed. And in my head, I decided I didn't feel like they treated me with enough respect, which really comes down to the fact that, uh, they got new baristas who didn't know my name and the previous ones knew my name. I was just really, I was really stoned and mentally was like, you know what? I'm going to go get them tiger now. And then the next day I just was like, LOL, let's just go to to go get them tiger for fun. Anyways, it's always a shorter line. And unfortunately I fell in love with the coffee there. And so now I go to go get them tiger and Los Feliz most days. Amazing. And what restaurant do you recommend? Um, I love Eleni oyster bar in silver Lake. Ooh. I'm obsessed. I also love Uovo in Santa Monica and in, I don't know, Culver city or wherever that one is Wilshire. Um, I'm obsessed with the like creamy tortellini there. It's called U O like U U O V O. Yeah. U O V O. I have to check that out. It's unreal. What does Los Feliz have for the LA tech community that you can't find in other areas of Los Angeles? Oh man, I don't really leave this area. So like, I don't even know what, (laughs) what's in the rest of Los Angeles anymore. I don't know. I read a thing in Thrillist recently that called my neighborhood fatally hip. And because of that, I'm never leaving. I don't know. It has like a weird, like Brooklyn feel. It's still really gritty. It doesn't, I don't know. I don't think it really feels like the rest of Los Angeles. It's also just very like family friendly. I have a kid. I like walking around here with him. Who is an LA tech person or company who you've come across recently? Who's really impressed you? Jackson fall from circus fish. Uh, they're a branding agency. They're based in LA and I have had like a great time with them. Also, I'm not sure if she's technically officially back in LA yet, but she started in LA and she's, she's in LA these days is Lita health. It's Madison Campbell's company. It's around, it's a healthcare company. They started with rape kits, but are expanding into other wellness things. And I, while being a little hesitant about when I first met her and I was like, what are you building over there? have really come around to like, this is a woman in LA who like genuinely cares about like health and empowering people and like bringing up this next generation of like healthcare and wellness. So those are just two that immediately come to mind. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.